All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Directed Podcast, the podcast all about how to build a career and life on your own terms. Got two very special guests today, Leah and Kathy Davis, who are joining us. Uh, Leah is a recent alumni of Praxis, has, has just started out in the real world, and we've got mom joining her today to just share their experience um, as a family making the decision to, uh, to to do Praxis over other options and kind of their experiences. So uh, without further ado, we're going to get into some questions, hear more from their experience. I'm going to open it up and let you all both introduce yourselves. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, yeah totally. So my name is Leah Davis. I am uh, 18 years old. I, we live in Iowa, pretty much like the dead center of Iowa. And I don't know, we've always just kind of been in a pretty against the current family. Um, I've been homeschooled my entire life. And so looking at college never really seemed like my thing um, since I've just always been in charge of my own education. So Praxis just kind of seemed like a natural fit. Great, thanks. Yeah. And my name is Kathy Davis. And like Leah said, we are um, smack dab in the center of rural Iowa. And uh, my husband and I, between the two of us, we have three degrees from Iowa State University, go Cyclones. And most of my family also attended Iowa State. And in raising our kids, I just assumed, obviously, they would, they would go to Iowa State. They would follow in their parents' footsteps and uh, be Cyclones. Um, but I tend to have a very uh, contrarian view of the world. And the closer that uh, it got to, to the time that we would make those decisions, um, I just started to be more and more bothered um, by things that I saw. And, you know, I, you know, we're Christians, we're homeschoolers. I, you know, I'm not under any um, idea that Iowa State uh, supports those views or um, would educate along those lines. But uh, I just... I just saw more things that bothered me. And uh, probably one of the biggest is the cost. Uh, we are probably in a position where we would have to put all of it um, and or Leah would have to be saddled with that kind of debt. And so um, <laughs> most parents will say their oldest is kind of an experiment anyway. And so uh, I had I'd read a really great book called Skip College by Connor Boyack. And it opened my eyes to praxis and I said, Hey, Leah, let's just look at this. Let's just, you know, check it out. And she seemed excited about it. And, uh, you know, I, and probably what sealed the deal for me was a year ago when we saw what colleges did to college students that had been promised in-person classes or at least half in-person classes and then didn't follow through with that. And, um, that was the that was it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're not, I don't want to go down that road. Um, I don't think we're, I don't think we're done with COVID and, um, I don't want to pay for, um, <laughs> for that. So, um, we, you know, Leah started in January and, um, as her mom, I, you know, she was very uncertain of herself, very unsure of herself, um, just kind of felt lost. And I just had a gut feeling that Praxis was going to help her with that. I just, you know, I'm like, this is, I think this is really going to be a good pick for her, a good choice for her. And so I watched in four months, she just transformed, completely transformed. And um, yeah, so 
now, now we're, now we're here and loving it. Just totally loving it. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you for sharing so much. It's, it's so much great context. There's so many different points you shared that, that I can relate with. We're going to have a little bit of a rivalry, rivalry here. Uh, my wife and I just moved back to rural Oklahoma where oh, okay. all of our family is from. And we're both Oklahoma State alumni. Okay. It's just like our whole family. So we're going to have like the, the Iowa State, Oklahoma State rivalry State, here. But, yeah. uh, but we, you know, as we've moved back uh, home, and back to rural America and, you know, we recently got married and, and having those conversations about, we know we're going to have kids someday and talking to our siblings who all have kids. It's like looking out at the landscape today of like, what, what does the future hold? Uh, many right. of my, you know, my mom, my aunts, my sister, sister-in-law, like I had many teachers in my family. And so yeah, I have a little bit different view about at least public schools where I know what's going on. Than, yeah. than probably schools had I stayed in like cities or, or different urban yeah. areas where it's more populated and probably a little bit different situation. But the, the question of homeschooling has, has come up. It's like you want to have some input on you know, the values, uh, yeah. not just the education, but the values and the things that are learning. So I want to I open it up and hear more about that decision as a family, um, especially as, as a family that uh, you know, express your husband and you went the traditional route, at yeah. least at first, like yeah. that decision to opt out and do something different and go the homeschooling route. Like, where did that come from? What was kind of the origin story of that? Um, so I, I am also the daughter of a, of a public educator. My mom taught for 30 years and, um, I just, just over this, you know, and that was, oh man, she's been retired for uh, she's probably been retired for 15 or more years, but so that was a while ago, just, um, what she would come home and talk about every day. Um, it, it really had an impact on me. Um, she just didn't, you know, like, I think she loves teaching, but she didn't love where things were headed. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she expressed that frustration probably every day to me. And I just kept thinking as a kid growing up, <laughs> where I think that's probably where my contrarian views came from is if we keep going down this path, where does this head? If things are only getting worse, where does this head? And it, and it just seemed like we're constantly doubling down on what I call bad ideas. And, um, and so, but, you know, obviously at that point I wasn't, I wasn't going to homeschool. Um, that wasn't, that wasn't even a, that wasn't even an option. And then I got married and started having kids and and again that oldest one is a she's an experiment um but I just I knew some homeschool families and um I just questioned I I asked lots of questions I asked lots of questions of people who I respected who'd sent all their their kids all to public school I asked lots of questions to people who homeschooled through elementary school and then sent their kids to public junior high and high school I asked questions of people who homeschooled all the way through. I asked questions of people who public schooled half their kids and homeschooled half their kids. And I got done gathering information because I just think that's truly the only way you can come to a solid decision in anything. And I, you know, it seems so obvious, but people don't. They don't investigate. They they only skim over the top and they end up doing what everybody else does because, you know, why why would everybody else be doing it? if it wasn't the best thing. And, um, and I just, I question that. And so 
um, I told my husband, I said, you know, I think, I think we should homeschool. And he, <laughs> he reluctantly agreed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, and it's, and you know, and I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't love homeschooling. Um, it is not natural for me. And when people say, oh, I don't have the patience for that. I'm like, neither do I <laughs> just ask Leah. <laughs> I don't it's at bad. all. <laughs> um, but what I've enjoyed or why I continue to do it, because she's still got three other siblings at home, but why I continue to do it is the fruit. I don't love the day-to-day, but I love the lifestyle it allows us. I love seeing um, my kids discover things like when Leah was growing up, she figured out that she she just got into this thing where she um, likes studying the Kennedys. And I would come in and she's like watching all these YouTube videos about the Kennedy family. And and for a while it was Titanic. Do you remember that, Leah? Yeah, I was really into that, yeah. (laughs) And so she would just take these things and just dive into them. And, and I just thought it was really, it was really, really neat that she did that. And, um, and so I just love the freedom that it allows us as a family. And um, yeah, and she's, you know, she would, she'd be the first to tell you, I don't really think, do you really feel like you ever missed out on anything, Leah? I don't think she would say she would. <laughs> I, out of like everyone, I get asked all the time, like, don't you wish she'd done this? Don't you wish she'd like, um, like, I, you know, there's always the thing where they say, you know, homeschoolers, you know, like, oh, do you have a social life? I'm just like, yeah, I have so much of a social life that, you know, I, I we always have our friends come over after they were done with school or uh, yeah. we'd be waiting patiently for the neighbor girls to get dropped off for the bus so we could play with them. Like, I felt like I had more of a social life than anyone. And I never felt like, you know, um, like our, like people ask me, you know, what about prom? What about, you know, there's all these things. And I'm just like, I literally, like, I'm getting so many other experiences that they have no clue. Yeah. Like I've like, I got to go on like a month long trip, you know, to this, you know, one place because we did school earlier and got it, or were they able to do it on the road? And we got to go places that nobody else could to go to or didn't have to stand in lines because no, everybody else is in school. Like, I feel like there are so many other things that made up for the, ex- the experiences that I was missing out on. So, yeah, I definitely do not, especially the things you're forced to do. Like, <laughs> I decided to go to prom with a friend uh, this last uh, fall. And, yeah, spring, there are some spring. things where I'm just like, I'm very, <laughs> oh, yeah, spring, spring. Uh, <laughs> but there's, I'm definitely like, I'm glad I'm not with all these people and I'm, you know, there's all these people I could be influenced by and I'm glad that I'm not. And instead I get to choose who influences me, get to choose kind of what path I go down instead yeah. of just, you know, being handed a pool of people that influence me. So I'm really thankful that I get to choose um, the type of people who like go after big goals and have um, alternative views of life and aren't just, you know, going down the path you're supposed to go down. I really appreciated being able to pick my pool of people to surround myself with. Yep. Yep. That's great. That's great insight. So as, as you've gotten older, Leah, um, you know, coming from that homeschool background and nearing your traditional kind of graduation date, I'm about to become (laughs) an adult and face the real world. Like, were there already goals that you had in mind? Um, was there some career path you were interested in or um, the conversation of like, hey, I want to go to college and figure things out? Like what was what was kind of the 
time horizon and the option set you were looking at as you were getting close, you know, you're getting in your later high school years and thinking about what's next. Like what, what was going on for you? Um, I honestly didn't really know. I was really clueless, but all I know is I wanted to have a flexible schedule eventually at some point. Like, I'm like, I want to be like my mom. I want to, you know, work from home or, you know, be able to homeschool my kids. Well, I'm like, if I have, if I have some kind of entrepreneurial thing, something that I get to pick my own hours and I can like homeschool my kids in the morning, you know, like have some kind of flexibility. Cause I've always, that's one of the things I've loved about our lifestyle is having flexibility to just uh, pick up everything and move, you know, like be able to just do things. Is that something I've really appreciated? And um, I wanted that. I still want that for sure. But like having a direct path, like there's nothing that really got me excited. Like for the longest time, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a photographer. It's like, there's so many photographers out there. And that was, I realized that that wasn't something that um, was really going to fit the lifestyle that I wanted. Like there's all these things that I would see someone I'm like oh that seems like something I want to do but then once I fit it with my life and my like goals for having a flexible schedule in the future or um how long I wanted to be in school I'm just like mm-hmm. oh this requires six years of college eh, like there's all these things that I wanted I'm just like I want to be just I want to just go into the world and not have to like I don't want to go I don't want to be done with school and then go into more school you know I want to get experiences that was something that I really really wanted so that was one of the reasons that Praxis really got me excited because I really had no direction at all for the longest time. I would try and fit things, but it wasn't, nothing really seemed to stick for a long time. You can ask, just ask mom. There's some things that I thought I wanted to do. Uh, but like once I kind of just really thought about them and researched into them, then I just realized that I'm like, this isn't going to work, but then what, you know, yep. it was just a constantly questioning myself. And so yeah, it was definitely really hard my uh, junior year when people asked me, you know, so what are you going to do once you graduate? And just like, uh, uh, pending, pending response. Yeah, yeah which, which is a tough spot to be in. Um, you know, I know as a young adult who's considering doing something different or not even knowing what you want to do yet, like being faced with uh, answering those questions and not having a clearly defined plan, which I, I know that it can feel like there's a ton of pressure to have the whole, whole story figured out um, with those social pressures. Mom, I want to turn it back to you and ask you um, kind of about the same timeline and approaching, you know, approaching that decision of what to do after high school and the conversations you and, and Leah and, and the family had about what lies down the path after high school. Like, where were you coming from? You know, what was your input and your perspective as Leah was going through this it's kind of process of figuring it out and trying to decide what to do. Um, well, and I think this is true of a lot of homeschool families, but like, if you, if you think that students have senioritis, kids senior year, the teacher really has some serious senioritis. Um, I, as we approached Leah's senior year, you know, like she's kind of done with me telling her what to do. <laughs> and I'm kind of done telling her what to do. Like I just, neither one of us was real thrilled about another year of what we've been doing. And you know, it's normal. It's natural. It's not anything that I think is unusual. Um, but, you know, as we were making decisions and had, had she had like a set idea, if she said, mom, 
you know, Iowa State's a vet college. She said, mom, I want to be a vet or something like that. You know, I, if they're certain about what they want to do, absolutely a hundred percent, let's go after it and let's do that traditional path. But she wasn't, she wasn't. And, uh, I think just that uncertainty, which is again, totally normal. Kids don't even know what's out there, much less what they want to commit their life to. And I think yep. it's a, isn't it a practice statistic that 27% of people are actually doing what their degree was in? That's yeah. not very many, yeah. you know, that kind of sucks. My husband and I, we aren't right now. I, I worked in my degree for four and a half years. Yeah. And, and I had a master's in it. I worked in four and a half years and, and, you know, it was fine. I liked it, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted to do long-term. And, and my husband just left a, a career of 28 years. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was a IT tech person for 28 years and corporate America just squeezed the joy out of him. And, and, you know, uh, just, it was awful. And so, um, you know, looking at our careers and our choices made with honesty, you know, like it's really hard, I think, for people to be honest with themselves, but with serious honesty and say, you know, I'm not sure it'd be great for you to go down the same path we did. And, um, you know, let's, let's try something world because something different because the world is changing so fast and it is, it is very different than it was even five, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And, and so as she's making, you know, we're making these decisions. I just said, honey, let's just kind of, she, she did a lot of, she did a little bit of schoolwork. She did a lot of working in the fall. She ran cross country. Um, how many jobs did you do? I think she did four different. She was I doing like, four different I had jobs. like five different jobs at the same time. <laughs> Part-time job. <laughs> and um, but then when she started, uh, you know, it worked out well for her to start practice in January. And um, and so that's what she did. And it worked out great. She's answering to someone else. She's under, you know, you guys' um guidelines and deadlines and and um all of that. It just worked fantastic. It was the best thing ever. And she was still able to um, do spring track, but I do kind of tell people like, and I, her and I both kind of knew this would happen and I'm not telling you anything, Mitchell, that you're not aware of, but once they, you know, once they start, especially when they start that job, like they grow up fast. I, I, I like your child grows up fast and, um, and that's a good thing in a lot of ways. It's a good thing but it's just kind of good to know when you're scheduling things that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> some of those normal, I mean, I would totally recommend it for a kid's senior year of high yeah. school. Totally yeah. recommend it because especially if they're homeschooled, because they're already kind of tired of answering to you. And yeah. my goodness, the, 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 the things that they learn make awesome high school credits, you know? Yep. <laughs> so that's that's Great. awesome to hear. I mean, I I, I certainly am. A, uh, I find myself feeling envious all the time of our <laughs> younger participants. Where I'm like, you're so much more mature than I was until <laughs> I was probably in my mid twenties when you know I finally got out, really got out into the real world. And I, I think to some degree, it was college that prolonged that infancy, for lack of a better term. But like yep. that that sheltering from the real world and going and growing up and being in a situation where 
you know, you you are you do have real deadlines. You do have a, a real boss, and 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 more importantly than that, you find yourself like in a situation where you see a trajectory in front of you that you're excited by instead of just yeah. feeling like you're marking time. And so, um, you know, it's always exciting to get to to participate and and observe those types of transformations. So. I want to steer it in a little bit different direction to get your both of your perspectives perspectives on this. Um, you know, being a family who not only has chosen to opt out of college and do something different, but also homeschooling and and kind of like the full alternative education from start to finish. How you've interacted with with other people? Um, you know, are you mostly surrounded by? other homeschool families and people who've opted out of college or, or how have you approached those conversations for people that, that have gone the traditional path? Is it been like, you know, something you had to tiptoe around? Has it been something where most people just, they automatically understand? Like how, how do you face those conversations? Leah's <laughs> like, we actually, we've been talking about this a lot because she, she's getting tired of answering the question and explaining it to people. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on who I'm talking to. If, if it's somebody who already knows me, they're not surprised. Um, (laughs) if it's somebody who doesn't know us very well, like I just kind of, I kind of tiptoe around it. I don't really feel the need to justify our decisions to anyone. Um, but I, yeah, I just try to, but where I was talking about this with another friend, um, actually whose daughter is going to apply. And she said, um, she said she just tells her kids to say, I'm taking some, some community classes in the fall. When people say, what, what are you doing? If, if you say, I'm not really sure I'm going to take some community college classes in the fall, people get off your back. It's crazy. Like literally, that's all you got to do. And so I said, Leah, all you got to do is start saying, I'm not really sure what I want to do. I'm doing this business apprenticeship. That's it. (laughs) You know, and I just call it a business apprenticeship and, um, and, you know, and if people ask questions, I go into it a little bit more. Um, but you know, it's one of those things. My mom used to always say, you can laugh all the way to the bank. And (laughs) that's kind of how I feel. I like, I tell people, I said, we paid X amount of money to do this. Leah gets paid that during her apprenticeship. So when we're done, she's only, you know, if it's a complete disaster, she's only put in a year and we aren't out anything. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think I've heard you say there is no college that does that. You're not, <laughs> there's no college that offers that kind of money back guarantee basically. And, um, and so I kind of feel like we're, we're laughing all the way to the bank. I mean, <laughs> but you know, it's just, it's a good fit for her. And then, you know, I talked to other, I, I have peers whose kids are, are going to college and, you know, if they want to know what, if they know what they want to do, you know, absolutely go for it. You know, if you, if you are certain and, and, you know, get your nose down to the grindstone and get through it as fast and as cheap as possible. Awesome. Um, but there's just, I think I have heard you guys say this. There's just not many kids that know exactly what they want to do. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it just, it depends on if someone knows me or doesn't know me. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm totally, totally done justifying my decisions to other people. Yeah, <laughs> and I yeah. think like, I'm trying to help Leah with that kind of, you know, that confidence too, because they aren't, they aren't living your life, you know, like none of, none of the people that have questioned my decisions are going to pay 
for Leah's college debt. None of them. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's, we we grew up in a world where it's, it's almost, you feel vulnerable when you're different, when you do anything different. And, and there's that, there's that sort of that sense of, you know, there's a fear of missing out or feel like you are swimming upstream and it can be scary. Even if you have confidence that it's going to work out, Leah, I would love to hear, you know, kind of your experience and also any advice you have for the other, you know, other 18 year olds who are, uh, you know, whether they're doing praxis or just doing something unconventional, how to go about that and how to do it with, with confidence that, Hey, this is what I, this is what I want to be doing. Um, you know, you don't have to justify, you don't owe anybody anything, but I'd love to hear kind of your experience having conversations with other people and, you know, even, even any insights about the tough conversations. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, I've always feel like I've never, I've always had to like pre-plan my, uh, like my cookie cutter answers, like the quickest possible way to explain, you know, because whenever you tell someone, oh yeah, I'm homeschooled, they're like, you know, they always have some kind of weird follow-up question and just trying to figure out, I've always never wanted to go deep into it. I'm just like, I'm just like you just don't read into it too much just because I'm a homeschooler doesn't mean, you know, I'm weird in some way or socially awkward or anything like that. It's always been, it's always been something that I've always tried to avoid and try to find the quickest possible answer. Like I'll tell you at my uh, graduation party, (laughs) that was really, really hard because I was in the interview process and praxis and I hadn't quite found a, hadn't found a company to work for yet. And so it was like an odd place. And they're like, so what are you doing? You know, this, what are you doing this next year? And I'm just like, well, right now I'm not quite sure. Like it was always a hard thing to try to explain to people. And so I would like explain, okay, I'm interviewing for this role right now. I should hear from them at this time. And they're like, so what's the role for it? Like they'd always keep asking, like, stop. I'm just yeah. Like you'll hear about it eventually when I like actually succeeding, you know, getting getting an internship and then I can tell you more about it later. But it was definitely always something that was very it was always something I was just like, okay, can we talk about literally anything else? Because it never was something that I wanted to explain, or because you know, as soon as you start explaining, you start feeling like you have to justify yourself. Like, oh, I'm going this alternative route, then well, why are you doing that? Uh, you know, and trying to explain your reasoning for doing that. That was always something that I was always want to avoid. It's like, why do you need to know why I'm doing what I'm doing? You know, especially yeah. if it's uh, a, like a relate relative that like, I never see. It's like, you don't care about what I'm doing. Stop asking. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, um, I would say for advice on that kind of thing, I would definitely, I definitely found it easier to just like, you know, find the areas and definitely judge on how, like where someone is, like, you know, how well do they know you? Like there's some people that I know them and I'm like, okay, this is how they're going to think about what I'm doing. And so I'll kind of change how I explain it to them. Like there's some people who are way like, oh, you homeschool. Cool. I have a neighbor who does that. You know, and there's some people who are like homeschooling. I literally only, you know, hear about the stereotypes. Yeah. And so like, you kind of have to um, have like, kind of understand the person that you're talking to and kind of where they're coming from. Like my relatives, they like, it goes right over their head. Anything I talk to them about homeschooling or praxis, because they like that world does not exist to them. They cannot comprehend it. And so I always just be like, okay, so it's like trade schools. It's like a trade school, but for, you know, 
customer success. So that's always how I'd explain it to them, something along those lines. You know, trying you need to really adjust it. And then there's some people who have been like following me on Facebook and seeing my weekly updates and they kind of know what practice is, but yep. they have more questions. Then I'm like, I'm like, okay, you kind of know what I'm doing. And so I can further it's worth further explaining to you yep. because you're not gonna judge me or you're just intrigued. And so yep. like that's another thing is you have to figure out if they're intrigued or just like trying like, you know figure out if you know what you're doing or know where you're going in life. Like there's, it always depends on the person, but I just always have confidence in like what you want to do. If you like, if you made a decision, there's a reason you made that decision. The only reason you should be like questioning yourself, if you ever question yourself about a decision you made, well, why did you make that decision? Yeah. Like, and then when people question you about it, be like, I made this decision for a reason. Yep. There yeah. should be no reason you should be questioning yourself if you thought through really well a decision. Like I never, like sometimes I feel like I need to justify praxis or homeschooling, like why my mom decided to homeschool us. Like I never regretted it. I was always super happy to be homeschooled. I love praxis. Like it's none of the decisions I've made I've regretted in those areas. And so I never, I, sometimes I feel like I have to explain it to them, not necessarily justify it, but explain why we did it. Yep. And I should never, like, you should never have to, like, doubt or, like, maybe it, maybe this wasn't a good idea because whatever made you make that decision, like, trust yourself in that. Yeah. Like, I've never questioned praxis because I'm just like, uh, this fit me the best and I don't have debt afterwards and I actually get experience, which is something I've always wanted. Yep. So why, why should I question or, you know, have to justify it to you? So it's always just have confidence in yourself. And when it comes to people, you just kind of have to read them and see where yeah. they're coming from and how well they're going to understand and how to explain it to them because it definitely changes every single time. Yeah. And, and I, go ahead. I do think like the, the way Praxis has them learn out loud on Facebook, I think was really helpful because people who truly cared would come up to me and her and say, oh, I've been reading what you're doing. And they're paying attention to that. Mm -hmm. And they see the growth and change in her. And, and at her graduation party, like, so she had people questioning her and people would come to me and the number of people who leaned over to me and they're like, I'm really impressed. Or I don't blame you for not wanting to choose something different. Like there was a lot of people who did that. And so I think just knowing people are watching even if they don't say a lot, people are watching and paying attention because they want, I, I truly believe they want an alternative and mm -hmm. they know that, you know, the path that is being offered mainstream isn't, yeah. isn't maybe for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and even doing alternatives is not necessarily for everyone, but I think you both made a good point. And one of the things I think back to like, you will be known by your fruits. Like, I think it can be so difficult, challenging, frustrating, sometimes discouraging when you are doing something um, different or when you're going out and, and blazing your own trail, even if you're starting like a blog, you know, you're, you're just starting something uh, new, even if it isn't contrarian or, or different, it can be difficult and uh, to feel like you have to explain yourselves or to, uh, to justify or to you know, and in many senses can feel very vulnerable because we have yeah. this kind of like um, one dimensional view of success. That's kind of the popular narrative. It's like, here is, here are the goalposts. Here's how success is measured. And yeah. that, that way of keeping score, it, it's not a one size fit fits all thing. 
Um, we all have our own goals. We all have our own priorities, the own own kind of uh, litmus test for what's important to us and what um, activities make sense for that. So um, the fact that you're out there like producing results, I think that that always just speaks better than trying to justify or give an argument or something. It's like, hey, here are the results I got doing yeah. this thing. So like, what's there to argue about? You know, what's yeah. there to, to, to say other than the results? But I know that it can feel difficult and be challenging in the messy middle while you're working toward the end result. So right. um, power to you both for, for being out there on the front lines, even yeah. if it doesn't feel like it. Homeschooling, um, the one hopeful thing out of the past 18 months, um, silver line is like so many people are turning to homeschool as an alter- yeah. alternative route. And so in, in some senses, you all are the experts in, <laughs> in a world where many people are now um, asking themselves, what's the best way to do this um, for the yeah. first time? And so um, I, I appreciate you sharing your experience on that. So I want to kind of um, bring this home. It's been useful and, and valuable to hear your context on kind of this whole decision process so far, but I'd love to just close it out with like, what's your one piece of advice, um, Leah, for other young adults um, that are that are nearing kind of the end of high school or they're they're still early on and trying to figure it out, what's your piece of advice? And then, and Kathy, I'd love to hear your, your advice to other parents out there who are, you know, they're on the parent side of that equation, helping their young adult take those next steps and having the conversations about what's next. Go ahead, Leah. Yeah, I would definitely say the, one of the biggest things that I've learned over like learning, doing praxis has been that that the best way to combat fear is to be knowledgeable, like to know about something, is to not let fear control you or paralyze you. Because that's something that I've really learned. Like I plan on moving out in October, which is absolutely insane. I think I'm crazy. I've told a friend of mine that I'm just like, I'm not saying that you should do this. I think I'm crazy, but this is like the best path for me. And you know, they just look at me like with their eyes kind of glazed over because what are you doing? Like, who would move out so soon? You know, like you just, you're still 18, like, you know, everybody else just kind of sticks around at home, you know, like I know so many people like that, but, and yeah, I had fear for a while, but then I identified my fear. I'm just like, I'm just scared, you know, that I'm, you know, going to miss something and not pay the right taxes, you know, or are you like, you know, <laughs> I have, you know, little fears like that. But once I figured out that those, like I identified the fears and like figure out, okay, that's what's stopping me. Even though I really do want this, like, I feel like this is going to be a great path for me. This is really going to teach me what I like, help me to grow, to be adult. Cause I kind of want to jump into a being an adult. I don't want to do what college does and de- delay adolescence, you know, and to, and the best way, like once you identify the fear, like learn all you can about it. Yep. Like my company, like we're going on a company retreat here. <laughs> yeah. October, you know, right before I plan on moving out. <laughs> and that was a really scary thing that settled in for me. But once I was just like, okay, I do want to do this. You know, here's my fears. Okay. Now let's do all the preparation. Let's study. Like if I'm scared that the plane is going to, you know, I'm scared of traveling, you know, out of the US. Okay, let's do all the research we can to yep. figure out how to do this, like like overload in research. And that's the best way like to go about and get your goals is to identify your fear and then learn all you can to prevent, you know, what you're afraid of or just at least feel prepared if it's gonna happen. 
Like, if you think that the airplane is going to fall out of the sky, well, then bring a parachute, you know, like, just kind of thinking like that along those lines of, you know, don't let, don't let fear paralyze you. Don't let it stop you from doing what you want. Or even if you're not sure if it's what you want, doing what's best for you. Uh, and then like, just learn about it. Yep. Like if I remember, like I, for, it was kind of funny when I was a little girl is I was scared of sharks. I never wanted to go in the ocean because I was pretty sure a shark was going to attack me. And uh, part of that was because I did a lot of research on sharks, <laughs> but sharks quickly became my favorite type of animal because I learned about how amazing they are. And I learned, you know, this is what you do if you see a shark in the water, like don't, you know, how to avoid a shark attack. Like, and so like, I'm not scared to go in the ocean, you know, and I quit being scared of going into the ocean. So there's, there's a line of you need to learn about what you're afraid of and you're gonna like do amazing things once you throw that fear to the side not necessarily exactly all the way to the side but acknowledge it identify it and just learn from it or prepare for it do the best you can and just don't let it stop you in your tracks yep uh it makes me think of like you know when you're a kid in bed and you hear something bump in the middle of the night and you flip the (laughs) light on and you're like oh my gosh nothing's there and it's it's that it's sometimes that the the figments of our imagination are sometimes worse than what things really are and, and illuminating those fears and, and getting the information you need is a good way to combat that that kind of like imagine worst case scenario the monsters that are out there so that's great advice kathy what about you well it's kind of same for parents i mean i think a lot of decisions um i hear parents questioning it's it's their fears it's their fears for their kids And it's kind of the exact same thing Leah just said. As parents, identify what it is you're afraid of and deal with it. And you guys talk a lot about this. And I've heard this on some of your other podcasts. Uh, Their youth is when they can take those, do those high risk things. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's different. So my husband and I, um, he left corporate America with four kids at home and we're pretty used to a a decent monthly salary and replacing that monthly salary was hard and, and starting down that uncommon path and doing something different be a lot easier than we were 18. And we, we, we look at each other and we say that all the time. We wish we would have made these decisions 10, 15 years ago and things would look a lot different. And, um, and, and so I think knowing, and, and two, so, you know, some, some parents fears are, how much money is my kid going to make when they're done with practice? I, I think I caught on one of your podcasts, the average monthly or yearly salary for someone leaving practice is $50,000 once you're done. Yep. And look up what a four-year degree is. (laughs) It's also $50,000. So, you know, identify those things, pin them down and say, Hey, it is a lot easier for kids to do those, those, um, riskier things when they're, and I mean, risky is in career decisions, um, not, you know, not driving drunk or that kind of risk, <laughs> but good yeah. calculated risk um, when they're young. And yeah, what, what are you out? I mean, honestly, what are you out? And, and people who are making judgments about your decisions, their opinion doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. It, it only gets harder the more uh, the more financial and familial obligations that you have and all those things, they get harder. Uh, 
it get harder and harder as you get older, as I'm, as I'm starting to learn entering like a new chapter in my life, you know, getting older too. But, um, it, I'm so envious all the time when we're working with young adults. And I, I tell people this every time when we're starting practice, I'm like, I'm so jealous of the seat you're in right now because you're still, you're still in the early innings and you've got so many opportunities. Just, you know, be excited, yeah. say yes to the opportunities now while you still can recover um, and, and, yeah. and go get that life experience out there. So also, yeah. um, you know, great advice for other parents, for other young adults that are out there. Um, thank you both for, for sharing some of your afternoon, uh, to, to talk with me more about your experience and your perspectives. It's been an awesome, another episode of the self-directed podcast. Um, let us know in the comments, um, any thoughts, questions, comments about this episode, and we'll be back again with another one soon. Thanks as always for listening. 